Gentlemen, boys and girls, elderly folk, everyone. It's that time on a Tuesday, uh, no, Monday. What are we? Tuesday night. It's Tuesday, mate. Well, I have no idea what day when it is. you're talking about elderly folk, were you referring to yourself then? Yeah, absolutely. So, look, it's uh, 8 o'clock on a Tuesday night. It's um, time for Fat and Ginger. Oh, yeah, we, we are so unprepared. <laughs> we have rushed in here and we are struggling. We're so unorganised, don't we? But look... Yeah. Massive shout out to uh, Pete and Mike on the Central Rhythms. They've been so good yeah. for us helping us I'm out. I'm loving their tunes, Tim. I'm, I've always felt that with you, I never had that brethren where we had that the same similar taste. Like, you don't like anything from the 90s onwards. You, if it doesn't have a synthesizer in it, you're not interested. If Queen aren't involved, you don't want to know about it. And to have actually some people before us that have good music taste, I feel like I'm at home. Whereas with you, I'm, I feel like I'm raising a sport little brat in the forest or something. I, don't I, haven't, know. I haven't listened to a single word you said. Just I know, because you're wearing your Kmart headphones, and I told you to get new headphones. Oh, I haven't had a chance. Well, you haven't had a chance. You've had a week. Look, you're very cranky tonight, so let's move on. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, a bit. So, look, you're going to bang out. I, I saw this on the run show. You're going to bang on about your housemate moving out, which, you could, <laughs> which is you. Which is me, so that'd be great. It's because I don't get to abuse you at home now. I thought I'll do it, I'll do it here. Yeah, that's great. I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm like new to the joys of driving a car that you don't care about. And also, tonight is a night of firsts. Isn't okay. it? It is. On this bit, show. Yeah. So we've got a new voiceover artist. I'm very excited yeah, to hear. Well, well, should we tell everyone what happened? Oh, we'll tell them later. We'll tell them later. Yeah, we had, we had a bit of an issue with our old one. We, we? we did. We had to let her go. We, we did have to let her go. Yeah. Now. And also, we're going to have a new segment called Forced Night Out. Yeah. I'm really looking forward you to this. You are so pumped for this, but I, I am a little bit too. Yeah. Because you brought it up. Yep. I said that's a great idea. We'll talk about it later. We yeah. need to talk about it later. And it's, it's so good. And it's very exciting this week. Stan Dex has been sent off on a massive assignment, hasn't he? Yeah, no, we can't play that, mate. Eh? It didn't work out. Oh, <laughs> well, we wanted it to. Okay. I recorded it, but we can't play it. We literally can't play it. All right, we'll talk about it off air. Right. Um, special guest tonight is Associate Professor Dave Bade, orthopedic surgeon. He's going to talk about the importance of work-life balance. Now, Dave's a friend of ours. He is, He yeah. used to be a regular on a, a segment called Weekly Stuff. Stuff. That's right. With Lockie. And uh, it'll be great to have Dave back on because he's gone into a whole different level of uh, expertise, hasn't he? He has. Oh, mate. He, he's an extremely impressive bloke and I can't wait to hear what he has to say in this space about just wellness and just looking after yourself, really. I think it's... Uh, From a bloke that never looks after himself. No, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so, look, uh, tuck yourself in uh, with a nice hot Milo because it is time for Fat and Ginger. That was There There by Radiohead. It is 12 past 8 on 94.7 The Pulse FM, and you're listening to Fat and Ginger. Uh, like I said, my name's Tim Young, and with me is Luke Massey. Now, Luke, this was a bit of a week of first, and we had a bit of a change in personnel. Yeah, I'm a little bit saddened by it, but we had to let Deidre go, didn't we? Mm, yeah. So for those Pulse listeners who haven't maybe heard us before, we had a voiceover artist mm. named Deidre. She was wonderful, wasn't she? One of the best. Very good-looking girl. Yes. Yeah, not that that matters when no. you're a voiceover no, artist, right. but it helps when you're fat and ginger. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we loved her. 
Yeah. And she even flew in a couple of times to do a, at her own expense to do a voiceover. I think she was struggling for work. Well, at that remember point. that it was during COVID and she did four weeks of quarantine, no, two weeks of quarantine on the way in and, and two, two weeks on the way to out. To do a one and a half minute interview. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it, and she, she didn't say we much. didn't pay her much either. So it wouldn't have covered her lunch at the, at the airport while we paid her, let alone her airfare. No. So just goes to show how much she was prepared to do just to get big in the industry. That's she right. obviously latched on to us. So what happened? Uh, she got too big for her boots, mate. Mm. And that's what happens, like, when, when people are looking at stardom in the eye yeah. and they get a little bit of a big head and they start demanding exorbitant fees. She wanted, like, 70 bucks instead of 20. What? Yeah, it's crazy. That's insane, yeah, it's insane. Well, we're not made of money, Tim. No, that's right. So we've let Deirdre go. We so, have, we've had to, yeah. So we had to look elsewhere to get a voiceover artist. Mm, and, of course, because we are on a bit of a tight budget, um, you know, we knew that there were, there's a lot of uh, people in the Ukraine at the moment looking for a bit of work. Go on. And uh, we, we looked over there and we found a lovely lady named Olga. Oh, this is good. Yeah, fantastic. So, and, and she's very, very cheap at the moment. <laughs> so, um, and, you know, good luck to everyone in the Ukraine. We They're keen to wish work, you all well. Um, obviously, nobody wants this war, Tim. No, not at all. So I was shattered when I heard about the war. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I cancelled my subscription to Russian Brides immediately. Indeed. I'm so angry. <laughs> you so. sound Now, listen, so what you'll hear tonight is you'll hear two voiceovers. You'll hear the old Deirdre ones that we've still got. Yep. Wonderful work. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll still play those, I think, because we, we've got to phase her out. And we, like I said, we're not made of money, so we no. couldn't afford to get Olga. That's right. Even though she's working for food at the moment, we, right. we couldn't afford to get her to... Do no, more at the same time. Right. So, so we'll hear Deidre or Olga tonight. Yeah, we'll, we'll get a nice mix of both and we'll phase that's Deidre right. out because she wasn't smart enough to do like a pay and play deal where <laughs> that's right. she gets money for every time don't she's worry. used. So. Don't worry, the letters will be coming from the lawyers, don't oh, they? I'm sure yeah. from our listeners as well. <laughs> now, you wanted to talk today about, uh, like I said, on the run sheet it says housemate moving out and then I realised yeah, that's me. That's you. So you asked me for a topic. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I'm a little bit down at the moment, Tim. Oh, go on. This you is know, terrible. It's been a tough year. And a few things going on. I've had you know, issues with my back that you know about. It's sort of starting to get better, but still not right. Mm. And I thought, well, at least my housemate comes in and cheers me up, asks me if I need a bowl of soup or whatever it might be. Actually, I haven't done that for a long time. No, you know, think about it. Yeah. yeah. You pretty much weren't living there for a long time. But, yeah. but you moved out officially, haven't you? Yeah, it's all Offic- You've made it official. Well, I've still got a key. We've still got it. Yeah, I know. I'm a bit worried about that too. <laughs> that just uh, that opens up a whole different line of, oh, uh, of pranks it and does. That's right. all sorts of things. But you officially moved out the other day. We shook hands and we said, "Mate, it's been good, but all good things must come to an end." I wanted to hug, but you just wanted to keep the handshake. Well, I just didn't know what you were going to do <laughs> with those hands. I know what it's like when you're, you, you. Am I allowed to say where you're living now? I don't know. We won't. We won't talk we about won't. that. Uh, but. <laughs> but you know, sometimes you you might sneak out for a bit of frivolity is what I'm saying, and I don't want to be that person for you, Tim. That's right, go and play in the weeds, as it were. Yeah, like you just come and cross the tracks and slum it for the night. <laughs> I don't want to be your, no. your, your go-to man. So, look, I'll come up with a little uh, list yeah. for the listeners of pros and cons, because living with Tim is fun. And I look forward to maybe one day uh, doing it again if if we both sort of <laughs> go really bad like we did last year yep. uh, when we both had to jettison where we were. We were, yeah. Uh, and so a little list of pros and cons for the listeners. So uh, the pros, right, the dishwashing liquid. You constantly left the dishwashing liquid out. You did not know how to put it back. Hang on, that's a con. And it used to drive me nuts. That's a con. No, well, the pro that you've moved out... Oh, sorry, I get it, sorry. ...is that... Is that 
I always put the dishwashing liquid under the sink mm. where it goes. And that's a pro because I don't have to worry about that anymore. It used to drive me crazy, Tim, that you always left it out. You could never put it back in the cupboard when you finished. It was a, the, the con of that, the dishes don't get washed anymore. <laughs> that's right. They just sit in the sink and they pile up um, because I, I don't really, can't be bothered doing it. Nah, fair enough. So, yeah, that, that really yep. annoyed me. Yeah. Um, another pro, right, there's no more little Tim coming out when you're drunk. Well, that doesn't happen that many times. Oh, like, come on now. I've seen your little Tim. I'm going to use the word little Tim yeah. because we don't want to be vulgar here well, on Fat and Ginger. It's, it's 17 past I've seen your little Fat and Ginger Tim yeah. right, on many, many an occasion when you have had a few, and that seems to be one of your things. It's like, let's get nude. So one of the pros of yeah. you moving out, I don't have to see little Tim anymore. Fair enough. All right? okay, yep, keep going. Now, the con to that, I don't get to see little Tim anymore. <laughs> hey, very good. Because <laughs> it's always funny. <laughs> it's always sprouting out like his pants are on fire. <laughs> Little fancy thatch down there, and he's peeking out. <laughs> and I know that that's when the party's really about to get started. Uh, and what I like most about when you do it, or when you have done it in the past, I'm scared I'll never see it again, listeners. I, I, um, I think the last time we did it, we were actually playing cricket with a mandarin and a laptop, and a laptop for yeah. a bat. Yeah. yeah so, um, and then we, yeah, we went through about three or four mandarins, and then we moved on to a lemon because it didn't break up as easy. So, uh, the, the thing is, when it used to come out, yes. it was always like you retiring to your bedoir yes. and saying, right, I've just about had enough. I really need to go to bed now. And then you'd come out naked with your arms above your your, your, your head like a, like a streak on the MCG going, how good am I? And it just got everything fired up again, <laughs> and the whole thing would take a whole new turn for the evening. Jeez, uh, it was great. I have got undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> There's something going on there anyway. All right, another pro. Uh, I don't drink as much now that you've moved out, Tim. Really? Yeah, I've, I've pulled it back. Right. Yeah, well, like, I'm, I'm not talking by much. No, uh, Percentage-wise. But we used to have a rule that if one person in the house was drinking, the other person had to have, had to have at least one. At least one. And now, we, how many times did you invoke that rule? On you? Yeah. Well, I didn't have to. You never did once. No. I well, invoked it on you, I reckon... A couple of 40 times. times. Yeah, there was, was, a few, there was quite yeah. a, few. It was a few. And that's my con. There's no one to influence anymore. <laughs> that's why I'm not drinking as much. I need a partner in crime and he's yeah. left me. Oh. Uh, uh, and, and Benji, the dog's just not into it. No, I've not. tried it. He's uh, put a little Jeez, bit in his brain. brain. He's growing big in here. Yeah, that's fantastic. He's starting to get out a bit again until he got out of here the oh other day. God. Yeah. Right, another pro. Yep. I can watch whatever I want on TV now. You could before. Yeah, I know, but it's just I don't have to worry about what your feelings and stuff. <laughs> I don't have to worry about, oh, is this appropriate for Tim? Is he going to like it? That's right. It's you a know, because, soul. But the con to that is I don't have your RedTube password anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't I have to, and I can't afford to pay for it all myself. You know? uh, so just a few little lists there for the listeners. To, you know, yeah. What's it like? Maybe the listeners remember what it's like when they move out of their share house. So I know we're a little bit older. We are. We're probably too old for a share house. These days, are, yeah. I know we sort of think we're 18 until we walk past a mirror, but maybe the listeners might be able to call in and say, Tell us a funny story about your share house when you were younger. Yeah, please do. Any call, you know? no, no calls now. No, I'm just saying they call, cool. they probably don't know the number, Tim. No. Oh, the number. What a, sorry, let me try and decipher that. So, 522 5947. That's right, isn't okay, it? Okay, 522. Five nine four five nine four seven. Tell us a funny story about your share house when you were younger. Oh, well, there's not probably one suitable for twenty past eight at night. There's probably later on I could tell you one, but uh, oh, there was times when 
you'd order pizza with a voucher and you didn't have the voucher and you had to try and make up just, a voucher. Just work your way through or it. Or you'd tear off like a bit of another voucher and say, oh, this is what's left of it. The dog ate it. And say, where's the dog? And there was no dog. Yeah. That's about as good as I can get at this time slot. I've I got one. That I'll try and keep it quick. Yeah. Right. Uh, the first place I moved into after school, yep. I was 18, moved in with some guys I played footy with that were three years older than me. And one of them was, uh, he's just the funniest bloke. His name's Jimmy. Right? Mm. I reckon a lot of people in Geelong and know Jimmy. And he used to make me have a scotch sitting there waiting for him when he rocked in every after work, five o'clock, which was my duty to do that as part of the rules of the house. And then there was a particular night, I had my first exam at uni the next morning, on a Monday morning, right? And on the Sunday, we had a reverse raffle raffle at St. Joey's Footy Club, right? And after that was the World Cup final, 1999. Rugby? No, cricket. Oh, cricket. Australia versus Pakistan. Who hit the winning runs? Oh, I'm not, I don't know. Probably you, Gilchrist or no, something. Darren Lehman. Oh, there you go. Okay, well, I'm, you're mucking up my story now, Tim. Sorry, go on. So, the, the thing was, we rolled from the reverse raffle yeah. back to our place. Yeah. There was must have been about 50 people there watching the cricket. Mm. We won. I've got my first exam at uni at 9 o'clock next morning. I'd studied for it, did all the assignments. Went to bed at 2, yeah. thinking I could probably get a little bit of sleep and be okay. And Jimmy woke me up at five in the morning, standing over me with a can, and said, if you don't shotgun this can right now, (laughs) he had a pen in his other hand, you are not living here, you're moving out tomorrow. I shotgunned it, I never turned up to that uh, exam or any other exam in my whole uni career. (laughs) So that was the end of my ability to make something of my life. So now I'm here doing radio with you. That's right, I'm a Tuesday And I tell you what, I absolutely love that man. Let's have a little bit of Queen. Absolutely. Uh, Summer Queen's finest work there. Another one bites the dust. They were uh, big over the weekend in the Platinum Jubilee celebrations. Well, half of Queen anyway, half of what's left of Queen. Someone told me they were there. I I got mixed up and I thought it was for the Queen and that was the Queen that was there. Mm, Very good. No, no, honestly. Yeah, that's right. And so they did, um, I think, We Will Rock You or something in a couple of other songs. Yeah, okay. Was it as good as Wembley? No, nothing will ever be. Who's the guy that sings with them now? Is it Adam um, Lambert? Adam Lambert, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good. He is pretty good. And yeah. he's sort of equally as flamboyant and stuff, and it's, it's good. So He could have gone all out. <coughs> Sorry. what I'm saying. He could have done the moustache and made his front jaw out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's you right. Know, and like I mean, Freddie and that's it. all the white singlet. He, he's just too and much himself, jacket. I think. He should have done it. They should have got an impersonator. Just a clone. That's like yeah. Rami, Rami Malek or yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen, who was originally going to play. Yeah, he was too. Yeah. Rami Malek would have been good. Do you remember that uh, that rumour that came out about Paul McCartney was dead and they reckon they got like a lookalike to finish no. off his whole career? Really? Like, and that's supposed to still be him. Like, people still believe that rumour. That's great. They come out in 1968 or 1969. Oh, really? And everyone said, oh, the reason why the Beatles broke up is because Paul McCartney's dead. Well, he's sort of still going all right. Yeah. Good lookalike. Yeah, that's right. He's doing well. Yeah. Does he get to keep the money exactly as well? Like him too. Right. Yeah. Now, look, uh, we've had a message come in uh, from Jody. Now, you know who Jody is. And, yeah, um, I do, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, can totally agree on the dish detergent left out <laughs> and little Tim. <laughs> so you've got some support there. And I was just saying off air, the other thing I do, and I don't know why I do it and I do it all the time, is leave the door open on the microwave. So cook something, take it out, and just leave the door open. I don't know why. I never noticed that one as much. Mm, yeah. But I knew I noticed the detergent. So is she, is she saying that she's sick of little Tim too? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, that's right, yeah. She never said that, did she? I was assured it was adequate, Tim, but anyway. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about driving a car that you're, uh, you don't care about. And I'm going to be quick because it's a pretty thin topic, if I'm being honest. But mm. there's a couple of categories. So when you're young, it's your parents' car because you're young and selfish, right? And then you get into a rental car and you just... 
speed those up. Rental cars just get mistreated. Never buy an ex-rental. Yeah, okay. Right, work cars. The only damage is ever to your, rep- cars, yeah. only to your reputation if you crash one. Well, you never admit it, do you? No, that's right. Yeah. It was night shift. Someone else did it. Yeah, it was like that. The, the magical words, it was like that when I got here. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. And then you get ones like mine. And I won't say yours because it's not for me to talk for you, but I have a small grey, <laughs> so I'm so sorry for the coughing, small grey Korean hatchback. Mm-hmm. And it's all right. It's Are we still talking about your car? Oh, very good. Here you go. It's perfectly adequate. It's fine, but I just, I'm completely indifferent towards its well-being. So if I, let's say, we can see out on the street just here, if I saw someone driving off in it right now... You wouldn't be upset, would you? I wouldn't be that upset. I'd be going, You'd probably oh. think, I've got a jacket in the back. It'll be, yeah, that, that's exactly what it'd be. Oh, my jacket's in the back and I've got a full thing of extra chewing gum in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I've got to pay for that. That's right. Yeah. And, and then my next thought would be the inconvenience that I've got to... You know, organise a hire car. Yeah. You know, just, your insurance doesn't work, doesn't it? No, yeah, but not at, you know, whatever. Not this time of night. And I'm not, not dropping you home, No. Either. And the other good thing... You can come back to my place. And we'll just stay. We'll, about just, that. we'll just chill back there. We'll have to see what yeah. the price is. Um, yeah. And yeah. Then, anyone want to come and steal a car at the front of the Pulse <laughs> right there? <laughs> it's right. 1PX, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then also the, the great thing is, too, when you've got a car you don't really care that much about is merging. Merging oh, each yeah. other. Because you go... Listen, yeah, what's the worst that can happen? That's right. You know, I don't really care, and you don't really want to hit my car, so we're going to reach an agreement fairly quickly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get right away here. That's right, yeah, yeah. That's right. And it's not me trying to push in. It's just when people are being like Aaron the Angry Trady. Yeah, you know, trying to speed up and try and yeah. close that gap to, no, you're not coming in here, yeah. mate. I worked hard for this space. That's right. And no, you, you didn't. You go, no, I'm coming in. Yeah. That's right. And there was you, a gap. That's I'm taking it. That's a gap. Yeah, so, so I, look, I, I had uh, an issue. I, you know why I think about cars, right? I drive a Kia Carnival, mm. which shows you how good I'm going when it comes to cars. To me, they're just like a tool. They're like a hammer. Like a shovel. I don't really care about them. As long as they work, I don't care. Yeah. But when I was younger, I, uh, I borrowed my parents' car once when I was specifically told not to. Ooh. Now, uh, Dad had a company car. Mm. My brother rode it off about three weeks earlier. Are you serious? He just picked up a new one. And it was a nice-looking car, too. Wow. A, I don't know, like I said, I don't know much about cars, but it was a, a brand-new Commodore. Yeah. It was like a greeny, limey colour, and everyone nice. noticed it. Everyone loved it. And he went over to Perth for the weekend with Mum, and he said, whatever you do, do not touch that car. <laughs> yeah, it's like saying, don't eat me block of cheese. Or That's right. There. You know, I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm driving the car. I'm going to Melbourne with my mates. We went out in Melbourne, and just as we were pulling into the nightclub, I tried to veer out to go into a park and a car T-boned me and wrote the car off. Everyone was okay. Are you serious? Yeah, seriously. Everyone was okay. I had a couple of beers on my belt at that point. Not enough to be over Tim, but enough to be borderline. And you went on your peas? No, I was on my peas. So any beer's over. Any beer was over. Yeah, okay. I was just trying to make it sound better than what it was. But honestly, I wasn't too bad. Yeah, yeah. But, I was, I, but I was worried. But it turns out the boat hit me was the same. What do you mean? He don't feel as well. Oh. So, so neither of us wanted to involve the police. So well, I just said, I uh, called a tow truck. They can't pick it up. Mm. I went out for a walk. No, no point spoiling a good night. Mm. You know, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a rough week coming up, so I'm always going to enjoy it tonight. Which I was going to say, I would have thought the police were the least of your worries. They were, mate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Old Peter, when, when he found out, mate. I mean, he was in Perth, right? I left it till the Sunday to call him, and I rang him up, and he reckons he was just relaxed by the pool. He was just like... A couple of days of peace and quiet's yeah. been great. So what a great idea this was. Bring, bring, uh-huh. bring, bring. And honestly, I told him, I thought there's no point beating around the bush. I just told him straight out. And he started screaming at the phone. I hung up and I could still hear him. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
It was a long week. <laughs> Your poor old dad. Look, let's play, yeah. let's play a song and we're going to hear from Aaron. Oh, while well, we're on the, uh, the, the subject of Pete. Yeah. Bit of Pete Murray. Lovely. And that's Pete Murray there with Feeler. I like that. Yeah, I saw him in Torquay. Was it January? You dropped me off, remember? Yeah, Yeah. at the concert there in Torquay on the on the near the front beach. There was it was great. He was great. He was fantastic. I remember. Had to take my own seat. Yeah, (laughs) you weren't actually allowed in without one. I think. No, from memory, that was a COVID thing, wasn't it? Yeah, have your own. Well, that's how they got around the whole. You know, Mm. all the stuff that was going on back then. You dropped me off back when you used to live with me. Remember those That's days? Right. Yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. Memories. Now, Pete Murray, I said in the... Well, we were off air. I think it was Pete Murray was a very yeah. good uh, schoolboy rugby player. Like, played for Australian schoolboys. Now, I'm not sure whether that's 100% correct. But then I said to Luke, well, if you come in a fat and ginger for your factual content, you're in the, you're wrong, in the wrong spot. You're in the wrong spot. Do you reckon when he was playing rugby, that's where he got the song title Feeler? Maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah that's, that's what good. you guys do in the rugby world, isn't it? <sighs> you want to talk sport? That. You want to talk sport? Well, while we're uh, on, uh, you know, you're getting angry over there. We've got a little segment coming up now. Yeah. Uh, that was we had last week. We did. We um, what's this guy's name called? Aaron. Aaron the Aaron. Angry. Aaron the Angry Tradie <laughs> in Diary of an Angry Man. Let's play it, Tim. Tuesday, seventh of June, two thousand and twenty-two. It was freezing cold this morning, so I thought I'd tailgate someone in a small hatchback most of the way to Ballarat. Great fun. Then I was rude to a teenager working at Macca's drive-thru. All round, a pretty solid Tuesday. Well, he's up to his old tricks, isn't he? Yeah, he's just an angry man. He is, he is. Some people are like that, aren't they? They are. Like Aaron. We all know one. We all know one. If you don't, it's you. Talking of angry people, let's have a jingle for mailbag. Oh, yeah, we've got a good one this week. Yep. Abusing someone, now's your chance. It's Fat and Ginger's mailbag. Yes, it is. Over to you, Luke. I believe you're going to take us off with the first one. Yeah, I want to do the first one because this came in. I don't know if this was a response to an ad. Was it a response to an ad? Yeah, we. uh, I put out an ad worldwide. To promote Fat and Ginger. Worldwide. Which was great. We yeah. got a heap of likes off people that couldn't speak English. So. Yeah, this was one of them, I think. Yeah. So this guy's name, I'm going to take you through because and the reason I'm reading it out is because you were the one that responded to it, mm. not me. And I'm just, I don't know if you did it when you were drunk. Oh, possibly the liquor had been The liquor taken. had, uh, and this is what I mean about This is what Tim's like when he gets loose, <laughs> listeners. The guy's name was Sakta Maximad. And he's just sent us a little nondescript message. He's responded to the ad, I yeah, guess. Yep. And you've written, Hi, Sector, please let us know how we can help you. I think that was an automated message. Oh, that's automated, yeah, I is think it? that just goes out. Ah, that goes out, yep. and, and then you respond to that. Yeah. And he wrote back, what do you say? And you wrote, I say discombobulated a lot. <laughs> I just love the way it sounds. <laughs> right? Which, yeah, it would have taken him, like, three to four hours at least of trying to look that up in a dictionary. <laughs> what do you mean, brother? First time, what is your name? Where do you live? You've, he's written. You've responded, Australia. And you? And he's written, Masha Allah. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Which, I don't know what that is. Means. that a place, maybe? Is a place, I don't know. What is your name? Now, you responded to that with <laughs> Barry Thundercock, <laughs> Some of my, which I thought was genius. Some of my finest work. Yeah, Barry Thundercock. Yep. And he wrote, oh, you speak Somali. <laughs> But I, yeah, that, that can't be. Is that a question though? 
Yeah. You, yeah. Oh, he, he wrote, you speech Somali, yeah. but I think he's trying to say you speak Somali. Yeah. So Barry Thundercock must mean it's something in, in Somali. There's reaching out across the culture. Well, there's those rumours going around, isn't there? <laughs> about the African blokes. Anyway, uh, you've written no, and he wrote, sorry, excuse me, what is your job? And you wrote, I'm a cleaner. And that was that was it then, wasn't it? It cut off. Uh, no, it was one more. No, but like it cut off back then, I think, because like, there's a bit of time. And you've wrote... He's written, all right, what is a cleaner? Mm. So obviously not a lot of cleaners in no, Africa. Or, or, yeah. And you wrote, not me. Yes. So, uh, and he's written, okay, and that's the end of the conversation. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure we've got a new fan there, a new listener. It's great to have him on board. Yeah. No, no, it's good, it's good. And um, that was, I, I have no doubt that I was drunk when I did that, so. Really? <laughs> that's it. The all fact right. that you can't remember writing it is probably a good <laughs> it's indication. A fair, it's a fair time ago, though. Yeah, well, it's nice to hear from, from Sacta, anyway. That's it. Um, all right, moving on to the second one. Are you, am I going to read it? Yeah, you're right. Uh, this, uh, this, is, this is from Dot in Bell Park. I just want to say before I read this that my headphones are working perfectly this week. Yeah. After copying get, a lot of stick. Did you spend a bit of time with them? Or? No, no, they've been sitting in my bag all week, so yeah, maybe okay. that's the secret. Maybe it's just some, some of the wires come closer together or something. <laughs> uh, Dot in Bell Park says, I heard you guys on the radio last week. Uh, you were quite funny and don't sound fat or ginger at all. Which is nice of Dot. Dot sounds lovely. Is that nice though? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's a nice compliment saying you're quite funny, but you don't sound fat and ginger. Fat or ginger. Well, what's wrong with that? No, What's nothing. wrong with being fat and ginger like we are? No, so, that's right. I think she's just saying we don't sound it. Yeah, but that's, that's sort of like a backhanded compliment, isn't right. it? So, Dot, that's, if you're there in Bell Park, you need to probably write in and explain yourself. Well, I'd like to hear from you again, Dot. Like, what's wrong with sounding fat and ginger? It's... It's a ra- we're radio presenters. Like we're not we're not sitting here trying out for body beautiful over here. And not and finally, uh, Bill in Geelong West. Hey fellas, great first show. Uh, please down tone down the Catholic stuff though. Good luck with getting bigger and better headphones, Tim. Well, the headphones have improved, as I said, so they're all well, right. It's the same ones, isn't it? Well, yeah, it is. Because yeah, you, you wouldn't lash out. No, I'm going to, though. You're not, not going to. You keep saying it. You're not going to. But what does he mean, tone down the Catholic stuff? I don't know. I don't did know. We, did we say any Catholic stuff? I think you played Don't Stop Believing after a church reference. I think that was it. Oh, I just said that if we walked into a church, we'd probably burst into flames. Which is more but, of about us. Than yeah, it's not about the church. No, I'm sure the church no. is lovely. And, um, yeah. 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 Will, will we leave it there? Well, I think we'll leave it there. Yeah, yeah. okay. Anyway, Bill. Don't thanks. Stop Believing, Bill. That's it. Thanks we played for that right. for you last week. And, you know, everyone's got their own Indeed. views on things, and that's fine. Like, we're not here judging anyone. And look, Not like we're getting judged by Dot. In Bell no, Park. That's right, no, that's right. Yeah. But uh, look, Bill, thanks for uh, sending a message in and uh, the headphones are going fantastically, thanks. So, uh, look, let's have uh, a song and then we've got a really... After, the, after this song and then these sponsors' messages, we have something really exciting to tell the listeners. Okay. And this is genuine yeah, live is. radio. Do you want to introduce this song? Because I feel bad doing it. What, alone? Yeah. What's it, who's it by? Me. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, you said to put one of yeah, mine in. But it doesn't have your name on it, it just says alone. Oh, yeah, I probably should have put it yeah. in. Yeah. So this uh, is... It's, a- it's how I feel right now, uh-huh. now that my housemate has left me. Just play the song, come on. Okay. The girl said... Let me whisper in your ear In the darkness tonight Let me take you far from here The holy man full of bags She said I'd open up your heart 
Some ads there, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> you sound so excited to hear from those people. But all of a sudden, I've got a really bad history. They're not called ads anyway, mate. They're called station sponsors. Um, it's only on the laptop there because I'm getting a really bad hissing through the. Oh, I'm not getting that. It's no. from your crappy headphones, mate. I'd say. Is. Um, yeah. Look, we've got a brand new segment that we're doing right now. And Come on, I'm... give it more than that. You were so excited about this when you brought it up the other day. Okay, I am, and that's right. So. What we're doing is it's called forced night out, and we're broadening our broadening each other's horizons. So the idea is is that you buy tickets for the other person to something you know they will truly, truly hate. Yeah, and that's what it's all about, isn't yeah. it? It's it's vitriol against your mate, taking them out of their comfort zone, buying tickets to something you know they're going to hate, and then not only do we have to report back, but we are going to take a microphone with us, yes, and, and do like a. 
uh, an update every now and then. So, like, throughout the night, we record yeah. something that happens and then we can play that back later. And what, what's wrong, mate? No, no, it's all good. It's all good. So, your head also, for, oh, buy some new ones. I will please. All next week. So, there's only a couple of rules with this is that you have to go because what we do is we check the dates beforehand that make sure you can go. Yeah, that's the only prerequisite, isn't it? Yeah. So, you rang me the other night and you said, What are you doing on this night? Yep. And I said, no, that's free in my calendar. Yep. And you said, righto, you that's have it. to go. You can't knock it back. No, that's it. You can't knock it back and you have to stay till the end. You have to stay till the end. Yeah. Oh, is, that, is that the case? Absolutely. Oh, I didn't know case. that was the case. Oh, yeah. I thought you could walk out. No, 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 no. Okay. Have, have and how, do we, how are we going to judge that, Tim? I think, well, it has to be an honour system, doesn't it? Because I, I reckon we should have to take a, a video at the end of the night to show that you were there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's is that fine. fair? Yeah, that's at fair. At the end of the night? Yep. Uh, okay, well, we've got a jingle for it. So what are we calling it? Forced night out. Time to get the boys out of their comfort zone and broaden their horizons with a fast night out. That's Olga. That's what Fantastic. do you think? It's not, she's, she's not quite as good as Deidre, but she's got a bit of stuff going on. You can hear some stuff in the background there. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not on there. No. Yeah, you know, she's doing her best. But anyway, look, she, I tell you what, though, it was a quick delivery. Yeah, I know. It's, it's it comes straight back. 20 minutes? Yeah. Turn around, so... so we, should, we should pay her. We should pay her. Are we paying her? Oh, yeah, actually. We haven't, we haven't yet. We should pay her. Now, okay, I want to go first, if that's all right. Yeah, well, okay, well, let's give it a little bit of a drum roll, like a... Because right. you've been so excited about this. I have, I have. So so I've got to go this next Thursday, is that right? Yeah, next Thursday the 16th or whatever, yeah. Next Thursday the 16th, okay, yep. yeah, next... So, yeah. There was a couple that I had you down for to start with, so but the dates weren't didn't work for you, and that's yeah. one of the that's the rules. Yeah, you've got to be able to give yep. a date when you're free. So one of them can we was, tell them what one of those was? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So one of them was a three hour psychic session in Williamstown, but what God. the great bit three hours, mind you, yeah. but you had to be sober because spirits interfere with the spirits. Well, how, how, can that, how can that be the case? I don't know. It's Surely, seen, if you're drunk, it'd be more believable. Oh, that, that's that's yeah. <laughs> And that's right. And so I was deeply disappointed when you couldn't make that one. And the other one was sold out that I wanted to send you to. And that was about, um, I think it was how about to find the perfect phallus or something. I can't remember, but that, that was pretty bad too. <laughs> if if that's, if that's a, just before you tell us what the real one was, you know that you yeah. said like spirits interfere with the spirits. I remember yeah. going with mum and dad to a hypnotist in Vegas mm. at the Paris nightclub or casino. Mm. And... We thought mum got hypnotised because afterwards she could barely make sense. She was just like staring straight ahead. She was all over the place. And we got the, went and found the hypnotist and we said, mate, you, mate, you better come back and do something here because she was only in the crowd. Mm. But she just didn't know where she was and she was blabbering all this nonsense. Turned out she was just pissed. <laughs> we got her a couple of drinks beforehand and she <laughs> sat, sipped on them through the show and got blind. Got blind. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. All right, so it wasn't the hypnotist and it wasn't the phallus-seeking presentation, yeah. so... Don't keep that one up your sleeve, no. you? I am sending you off... Oh, God, here we go. Thursday the 16th to see a play in Melbourne. A play? Yeah. <laughs> at La Mama Courthouse Theatre, which is on 349 Drummond Street. That's all right, I don't like plays. Yeah, no, you won't, yeah. This one's called A Mother Courage and Her Children. Now, let me just read you the blurb for it. <laughs> and keep in mind, keep in mind that this is three hours long... With an intermission. You have to sit through the three whole... Three hours, Tim. Three hours. Is there a bar there? I don't know. But yeah. it's a small, intimate space, so everything you do... Oh, God. Uh, 
Well, it's like four people in the crowd or something. It'll, like, it'll, it won't be much. It'll be like 25 people or 30 people in the crowd. Where did you find this stuff? Oh, mate, it took me a while. Uh, so this is a play by Bertolt Brecht, and even I've heard of that person. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Who, Bertie Brett? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Kind of happy. did you used to play footy with him? Is yeah, that the guy? Played halfback flank for... <laughs> yeah. uh, even after the war starts consuming her kids, Mother Courage reminds us... Not to knock it. War forges virtue and cash. War feeds its people better. Peace produces zip. No innovation or heroes or people with courage. And the world needs courage, doesn't it? I already hate it. And I'm just reading the thing. You have to sit through it. Uh, Mother Courage and her children is Brecht's most ambitious play. I love that line. Most ambitious play. Which means it's going to push you. It's ambitious because it's not good. You don't say it's his best play, did it? You didn't say it was his most classic, well-loved play. He had a crack at this one. That's that's right. (laughs) It's a warning shot fired from a century ravaged by total war. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. And then uh, after 80 years of unsurpassed influence, it remains sardonic, compassionate, drunk, camp, muddy, Epic, tiny, strange, hilarious, brutal, and shockingly alive. You are going to love it, and I hereby present you with your two tickets to see this play next Thursday. There you go. Thank you, Tim. I'm going to have to go see that with my shoelaces taken out of my shoes, just in case, I reckon. <laughs> and, oh, another, that is shocking. And another thing, too, sorry, another part of it is you always buy two tickets so that you can take someone along as a support person. Oh, great. So, I don't know who I'm going to take, but they're never going to speak to me again after that night. I know that. No, that's right. But I would suggest maybe a hip flask to get through. I had a friend when I was um, from school, and after we left school, he went and did... I think I've probably spoken about this on this show before. He went and did all these awful amateur dramatics, you know, amateur plays. Yeah. And we used to go along and support, and I tell you what, you had to have a hip flask. You'd go up to, like, a little canteen thing at halftime, and you go, can I have 17 Cokes, please? <laughs> you just line them up <laughs> underneath your chair, just pouring, just pouring in the rum and trying to get through the thing. It was terrible. Anyway... Well, that's it. I'm going to see a play yeah, next Thursday. Three hours of it. Um, what happens if I dissolve our friendship, quit the radio show, etc.? Do I still have to go? Yes. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we did say mm. off the top of this segment, we, when you first rang me about it and you're all excited and giggling like a little schoolgirl, yep. you said the best part of this, Luke, is that what goes around comes around. Yeah, if well, you give me a little whack, yep. I'm going to give you one back. But that's the that's that's the sort of the safety catch in it is you know that the other person's going to have to yeah. go in, so you can't go too stupid. Well, I had a feeling you had something pretty bad up your yeah. sleeve, so I probably went straight to the top shelf with this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what night did I ring you to see if you were free? Uh, I think you rang me last night. Yeah, no, but what night are you oh, going sorry, to? Be Sunday, free? Sunday night. So Sunday night, this Sunday, right, the twelfth of June, Tim. Yeah. You are going to be going to an event in Fitzroy at Yaya's on 99 Smith Street. Is that a great restaurant? Uh, I'm not sure. Possibly there for this night it will be, yes. <laughs> and that'll make more sense in a second. Because this event mm. starts at 9 o'clock p.m. What? And I'm glad that you said you have to stay till the end because it finishes at 5 in the morning. <laughs> oh, come on. Right? And it's called a drag rave. A drag rave. Oh, come on, I can't do all of that. Tim, <laughs> you made the rules, mate, not me. There is a drag rave that's uh, run by a group called Thursday. And <laughs> a little bit about this event for our listeners, right? Thursday presents Attention Club Kids. Get your green Mitsubishis, drag your face, goth your life, and hag deep till dawn over two floors of nihilistic queer nonsense, right? Now... This is the bit I love because it's got like a, 
a list of all the DJs that are going to be there. And I know how much you love your, your dance techno music. Uh, I don't know if, the, if Queen's on the... Not that Queen. Um, <laughs> I'm just short of you. On that list. Uh, Art Simone and etc. etc. RP Drag Race Down Under. Uh, the Jawbreakers are doing a DJ set tip. <laughs> so that'll get your blood pumping. What have I done? <laughs> you should see his face right now. He looks like someone's died. He might need that funeral ad from before to start planning his own. Um, to make matters better, like just when you think the night's starting to go downhill about one, two o'clock, and you're pretty tired and you want to go home, <laughs> your girl are up, um, along with Fembot, Prophecy Girl, Dirty Versace, Oh, DJ Ruby's there. There's a Pisces bitch. There, there's lots there. And also, uh, there's a catwalk drag-off as well. So if you wanted to get dressed up, Tim, you could because there's prizes for best dressed. So be ready to serve Luke's your kooks. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Um, some stuff will glow. You can wear some glowy stuff. And... Uh, follow us on Thursday on the gram. I think that's Instagram. Not oh, that's not what the young people call it. I think on the gram. Oh, so it's we, we had a different. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and it says you can you can follow them for nudes. Okay, not nudes, but pics and freebies. So you can sort of prep for a little bit, just to get a, an idea of what's coming up. And I've got you two tickets too, my friend. So because I think that's in the spirit of it. Jeez. I, you actually said. Last night, I'll go on my own, and I talked you out of that, didn't I? You did. You did. Why are you looking at your watch, mate? You look like you want to be out of here. No, okay, so, um, what was the other <laughs> How much were tickets to that? <laughs> I hope they were cheaper than yours. <laughs> Come on. Uh, how much were tickets? Look, I, I paid the princely sum of $45.18 for two. Oh, so. <laughs> I paid 30 bucks each for that crap you're all going to see. <laughs> This is the best segment ever. Oh, play the song. I'm devastated. <laughs> yeah. Earl Jam with Do The Evolution. Sorry, I have not stopped laughing that whole break. Like, it's, uh, this has been the greatest night of my life, and I, Tim. And I so walked into it too. I was, yeah. I was so adamant. Nah, you have to stay for the whole thing. And he bugger lugs over here. Are you sure about this? Yeah, sure, Are you sure you're, that's yeah. what you want to do, mate? Like, you're setting the rules here. Yeah. And, and 5am, like, in Fitzroy. So you still got to drive home after that. Right. I can just imagine you being in the corner right, <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a beard painted on and a shawl and, and slippers and a, a pipe or well, something. Just like, right. I'll be asleep over here. Call me when you need and me. And I'll have, I'll have the earmuffs on so the music's not too loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the best ever. I'm oh. so excited about this. And, and I'll give you a microphone, like a dictaphone to take with you because I want regular updates. I'll actually be calling you regularly too throughout the night. Like, to a certain, well, I'm not going to be up till five in the morning, obviously, who would be? But I will call you... <laughs> Me. <laughs> I will call you a little bit throughout the night. Um, I, ha I believe that you are now on your own because the person you were going to take has backed out and said, good luck with that, sunshine. Yeah, we, right. we no longer know each other. And I'm worried for you that you're going to get confused on the night. And I know you, Tim, you're in an environment like that, out of your depth. You'll probably tip a couple in, and then some of those lovely ladies will start to look good. And I just want to remember the movie Crocodile Dundee. 
you know how to do the test, is what I'm saying. Stop it. <laughs> I, I, the problem is, though, is that I can't even have a, really have a couple of drinks. You've got to drive, gotta drive home. You've got to drive home, yeah. so I'm going to be stone cold sober. From it's going to be the worst night of your life. 9pm till 5 And this is just the first one. I know. We're going to do this a lot. So. Well, now I know where the bar's set. Yeah. You're in trouble next time. So so we, we can't do it every week because we can't be no. going to a different event every week. No, no, no. So how's that going to work? We haven't really discussed that. Just, it'll be a semi-regular segment. Yeah, we'll just once we've got the last ones over and done with, we'll report back on them weekly. Yeah. Um, so we'll have a report for next week, yeah. next Tuesday. And then we'll have one on the following. Yeah, you going on. On the following yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. So it'll, be, it'll be on every week, but... Whether it's giving out tickets or finding out what happened, yeah, it's, it's, there'll so. be something. There'll be something discussed. Mm. So while we're on the subject of segments, mm. one of the things that we did do was our raving reporter. Big thing this last week, mm. right? Now we, I was very underwhelmed. Is that fair to say? You didn't enjoy it. No, I didn't enjoy it, mate. Mm. I just thought sending him down to the hospital and that whole thing was pretty. You've got a more global view, haven't you? Yeah. Well, I just thought if we're going to do it, we're going to pump some money into Fat and Ginger. Mm. Let's do it properly. Okay. Right now, we'd been speaking to Olga. Yep. Over in where she lived, Kiev. Kiev, yeah. Right? And we thought, why don't we sit stand over there? Mm. So we raised a bit of money. Yep. Yeah, we did a couple of Fat Pixie commercials. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fat Pixie, our wonderful sponsors. Hello yeah. there. And yep. We sent Stan over to Kiev. Did we? Well, that was the plan. What do you mean? Things went wrong. So oh. I didn't want to play this because yeah. it all went pear-shaped. Oh. But you're adamant we should play it. Do you want me to play it or not? No, we're warts and all for our listeners. Oh, look, we might as well. We're, they're, they're already underwhelmed. We might as well keep the ball rolling. Okay, here's Stan over in Kiev. Right. It's time to check in with your trainee reporter, Stan Dexter. Here at Fat and Ginger, we are all about tackling the big issues. So we decided to send our roving reporter, Stan Dexter, to Kiev in the Ukraine to live for a week and see how things are in the war-torn capital. Let's cross through now. Are you there, Stan? Uh, yes, uh, Luke, I'm here. What's it like being in the middle of a war zone, mate? Hey, hardly call it a war zone. I mean, it's a bit messy, granted, but... Uh... Stan, Stan, what's it like in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine? What are you talking about? I'm at home, sitting on my couch in the lounge room. So what? Mate, we gave you five grand to go to Ukraine, live in Kiev for a week. Ah, right, sorry. I thought your message said to live on Kiev's for a week. The reception was terrible. Oh, for f***'s sake, are you f***ing kidding me? Just to clarify, you've taken out five grand, and instead of going to Kiev, you spread it on chicken Kiev's here in Geelong. Yep, 833 of them to be exact. And you're prepared to report on what? on what it's like to eat 833 chicken Kievs in a week. And before you ask, it's about 39 for breakfast, lunch and dinner every day. <laughs> it's been rough. Jesus, are you all right? Nah, not really. No one will come near me because everything I own reeks of garlic. I haven't had a crap in three days. And I really think I've got the beginnings of scurvy. Well, it serves you right, you half-wit. You probably would have had a few health issues being in a war zone for a week. We're not covering any of your medical expenses either. Hey, You're an idiot. I've got to go. Hang on. I don't think having Stan is really working out so far. Oh, jeez, it didn't go well, did it? Well, the roaming reporter thing, I, I, I agree with that. Mm. I like the idea. Mm. I'm just not sure Stan is our man. Well, I, I think we've got to stick with him. Do you know why? Yeah. Why? Because he's cheap. He's very cheap. Yeah, so. Although he just did five grand. Yeah, that's yeah, true. So. Chicken Kievs. Yeah, and, and those tickets aren't cheap for drag, what was it? Drag Rave or whatever it was. Well, they're not so. as expensive as your tickets to Mother Courage and Our Children, so. <laughs> it turns out, no, it wasn't. So, look, uh, we've got a little bit coming up and we're, time is getting away from us. Mm. Uh, we've got Dave Bade, who's going to be joining us soon. Yes. Uh, what, what time? It's about 9.30 or something. About 9.30, I think we'll get uh, yeah. in touch with him. We'll 
we'll have a chat to him and we've still got a few things to get through. So why don't we play a song yep. and we'll regroup. Yep. You've calmed down. Do you want look, I'll tell you what. What? I'm gonna make you feel better. Go on. You don't have to stay till five. When do I have to stay till? Let's make it three. Three. Is three bearable? Oh, yeah, okay. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll take that on board. All right. Now I want you to show me a mobile uh, take a photo of someone's phone of another iPhone mm. at three AM. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so yeah. You, you've proven to me that you stayed till 3 a.m. What about my watch? Because nah, you can always adjust your watch. I don't know how to do that. You work it out. <laughs> if, I, <laughs> if I had nine hours of the drag rave, I'd work that out, <laughs> yes. you know. I, I, I want to see, because I'm pretty sure you can't change iPhone times. So yeah, they're, okay. they're I'll find set. some way of showing you the time. At 3 a.m. you can walk out. I'll give you a couple of hours off. I appreciate it. That's very generous well, that's of you. What I'm, here. I'm here for yeah. you, mate. Play, play, just don't get carried away. Play right. the song. that time of the week where we get into things that everyone else thinks are great but are in fact crap crap yeah so look can i start is that all right yeah but i saw in the running sheet what yours is and i've got an issue with this i know but that's that's part of the fun isn't it okay go i've on. got an issue with going to a rave till three in the morning on <laughs> sunday night but you know here we are so <laughs> i'm surprised you haven't put that in straight away before you've even done it oh. you know what you might actually enjoy yourself you might find something out about yourself that you never knew look you might meet some new people and go you know what i agree with the way you look at life Look, that all might happen, but it all might happen by about 11.30 at night. <laughs> I'll just be stuck there. And you got another four hours yeah, going, four maybe hours. I was wrong. Yeah, I'm just going, oh, mm-hmm. can I go home now? I mean, you know, no wonder you guys take drugs to get through this stuff. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so my one is, and it is controversial, and I'm sure if anything's going to, you know, get a phone call, it might be this. My thing that everyone else thinks is great, but I think is crap, is the original 1986, yeah. 1986 version of Top Gun. I, <coughs> sorry, I think but it's crap. It, it, absolute lunacy. You go on, tell me why it's lunacy. Okay, if you watch any movie from the 80s now, they look crap by today's standards. Go on. Anything. Like, I remember me and me mate, we drove around Geelong back when they had DVD video stores mm-hmm. because we'd been talking about how great Kickboxer was. As oh, well, yeah, hang on. Kickboxer is rubbish, though. Yeah, but we, I loved it when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, like punching the building, the, the pillar and that. And knocking did, it is down. that the one where he got the, the diamonds encrusted yeah. on his dead, yeah. his hands in the wax and whatever, whatever it was? Kickboxer yeah. was great as a kid. And we, we drove around about eight video stores asking, I don't know why we didn't phone ahead. We weren't that smart back then. <laughs> and uh, finally found it, took it home, and we we're about half an hour when we looked at each other and go, this is crap. Yeah, it's rubbish. What yeah. were we thinking? Yeah. We're Rambo is another one. Oh, Rambo stood the test of time a little bit, I think. You reckon? Well, uh, anything with Sylvester yeah. Sloan is probably going to struggle. But uh, uh, most, look, you're talking about Top Gun, mm. right? Okay, it's cheesy ass. The volleyball scene makes you cringe yep. now. Yep. Yeah, but they've included a little bit of that in the new one. Have they really? No, yeah, it's a different sort of thing, that's, but that's I won't actually, talk too much about it. That's but. what I'm planning to do on Monday. Monday the 13th, I'm planning to go and see Top Gun. Well, and you probably I'll had, be asleep. You probably made him the night before. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But uh, the the the, oh, the original, all right, it was cheesy. Mm. It was eighties. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot now to go. Oh wow, why did I ever like that? But at the time, wasn't it brilliant? But it, and also, it was brilliant. I'll tell you what was brilliant at the time was the plane stuff 
as a young kid, and and now you can watch all the YouTube clips about the original, about the behind the scenes stuff, like the Tower Flyby. You know, they really did that. Yeah. And, and um, at but Mar- no one had ever seen stuff like that. No, before. they hadn't before. No, that's right. So the plane bits, I love. But well, let's put all the plane stuff all aside. Yeah. Right. There's, the rest of it is the just, story's crap. The rest of it's just slop. Yeah, I know. But how many rubbish. of those movies back then? You know, you're looking at it through your 2022 eyes, Tim. What year was The Godfather written? 1972. Well, right. written, I don't know, but the okay. film came out in film 1972. Right, yeah. so there you go. So the 70s, which is even further back. It's another yeah, 14 years yeah, back. 14 years back, had a, one of the, well, the best yeah, movies. I'm not ever. saying Top Gun's the best movie. I'm not trying to defend it like that. I'm saying that to put it into that crap category is, you know, 20 years, after, 30 years after it's been made, mm. you know, it, it was good for its time. Disagree. Disagree? Yeah. I know, okay. it's just the storyline's like... A, it, it, it took a lot of people into the uh, cadets. A lot of people... It was like a, an ad for the... Oh, that's what it was. For it was the Navy, funded, wasn't yeah, it? it was funded by the Navy. The Navy had um, final sign-off on the script. Yeah, so that, and probably helped out a lot of drug dealers too, Tim. Go on. A lot of people had the need for speed after that. Uh, that's well done. So, now, look, the... <laughs> The other, so the Navy had final sign off on it, right? So you know, in Goose Dies, yeah. in the original, that it's from Jet Wash and he goes on a flat spin and he ejects, hits his head on the, yeah, on the canopy yeah. and he dies. dies yeah. Originally, it was going to be a mid air collision, but the guy oh. from the Navy said, No, 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 we're not doing that. We don't want to show that we collide. Yeah, yeah that's right. Planes. Yeah. That would never happen. No, that's right. And yeah. so they changed it to what? So what they made is don't eject because you'll probably hit your that's head right, on the roof yeah. and, and kill yourself that way that's and right. you'll look like a bit of a goose. That's right, yeah. yeah. How'd yeah. you die? Yeah. Well, I just ejected and hit his head. That's right, so die like a man in the plane. Yeah, burn alive. Yeah, a little lesson for you kids out there. Okay, so maybe I'm viewing it through different eyes now, but in my opinion, that's crap. That's crap. You disagree? Well, we don't have to agree on them all. I'm more interested in the one you've got, because I I think I can get on board this one. Now, this is a young Aussie rapper who's taken the world by storm. Now, I know you're not into modern music or your fandangled rap or... Uh, anything or past techno or house yeah. music or anything like, that, I'm seeing like a hundred hours of it on Sunday night. Anything that used computers in the making of it, you're not interested in. Not really. When it comes to music, <laughs> but there's a ra- young rapper called Kid Leroy, mm-hmm. right? And he has taken the world by storm a little bit. He's, he's uh, mixed up with some quality yeah, top people, yeah. and he's been taken under the wing of. I think there was a uh, Juice World who I played a little bit on the show. You probably don't yeah, remember. Nothing. He, he was very close as a yeah. mentor and. And, and he's, he's got some great tunes. I like him. I think yep. he's quite good and very talented. But mm. he's going into the That's Crap session for his commitment to the concert the other night in Melbourne. Well, so since he happened? has blown up, and I'm pretty sure it was his first gig back in, yep. in Melbourne at least since he's, you know, become so big. And on, when was it? Was it Thursday or Friday night last week? My young fellow was telling me that he had a, a, a sold-out concert at Rod Laver Arena. Mm. Right. Everyone's waiting, going to see their hero, many of them. And 40 minutes after it was meant to start, they cancelled the concert what? because they said he had the flu. So how many people's Rod Laver? What? Oh, let's 10? say 25. 25. Oh, oh, maybe, maybe not 25, but there's a lot. Like, a that's lot. a big crowd. 40 for minutes concert. after the start. Imagine time. falling out of that an hour into when the concert meant to be. They, if, he's got, if you've got the flu, you don't develop it there and then, do you? No, you don't. You, you, know, don't. you, you know that it, day. It's coming on for a while. And you've got time to go, yeah, I'm not feeling that great. I'll take a lozenger. Mm. I'll have a couple of Sudafed and I'll get through. I've got the need for speed. So you can get through if you need to is what I'm saying. That's right. But if you're crook during the day, you don't wait till 40 minutes after the concert. This reeks of Mm. he's probably done something wrong. Mm. 
you know, he's had yep. too much to drink or he's had too much to whatever. Yeah. And it's all Can't. gone pear-shaped on him and they've had to go, oh, we can't snap him out of it. We're no. going to have to cancel. So they make up, you can't say COVID anymore because you need everyone going, no, show us your positive, mate. That's show right, us yeah. your... Your rat test. Your rat test yeah. in it. So. See, back in the day, Motley Crue never would have played a concert if that was the case. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the only way they played. Yeah, that's right. The only Jimmy way Barnes play. walking out with that's his bottle of <clears throat> Jim Beam or whatever. That's right, yeah. So, but like, people make arrangements based on these things. So well, that's the thing. People hire babysitters or... Yeah, or, or they book accommodation. accommodation. They come that's from right. all over Victoria. That's right. And it's okay to say, I oh, will have you back another night, <laughs> but that's costing people. And what it's if a terrible excuse. You know what? Get him out there. Yeah. We'll all have a bit of a look at him and a bit of a laugh and we go home happy. That's right. Whatever whatever state he's in. But to me, it's like waking up on a Monday morning, and you would have done this plenty of times, right? Mm. I know I have. Yeah. When you think, right, I can get to work Monday. I yep. can get to work. I know I've had a few sunny nights. I probably shouldn't have stayed out till two, but mm. I can just suffer yep. my way through it. Yep. And you wake up and there is no way you are leaving that bed. Mm. It's just not going to happen. No, you right. might make it to the ensuite barely, yes, but just. you ain't going to work. It's just not going to happen. And you have to make the phone call yep. at about 10 to 9. I'm not feeling well. <laughs> now, right. anyone who rings up their employer, that's right. either 10 to or 40 minutes after you're meant to be at work to yep. say, I'm not feeling well, yep. we all know that's crap. Don't that's we? right. Absolutely, that's crap. And that's a hangover. Yeah. And they know it and you know yeah, everyone, it. Everyone and everyone knows it. it. Everyone knows and, it. And you get that whole, all right, mate, see you tomorrow. And that's it. And you've got to spend the day feeling guilty. Yeah. That's crap. That's crap. Let's have some sponsorship ads. Let's do it. The city of Greater Geelong. All right. So uh, just keeping our sponsors happy there. A bit of music for you so you can nip off the loo or do whatever you have to do. Yeah, well, I hope they stayed with us. Well, that's true. I hope they did too. It's been a night of peaks and troughs. They might have been jumping online to go to the same event that you're at now that they know that you're going to be there. As the massive headliner. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the head joke. Yeah, that was the first one for the normal. Yeah. It's just come to me. Now... We're about to speak to our amazing special guest, Associate Professor Dave Bade, and that involves using the phone to bring him across onto the desk. This is something I haven't done before, mm. so I don't know if you want to cue the applause. Well, or... it might be the week for things you haven't done before, Tim. <laughs> you should always look to try new things, and I think that let this be like the first one for the week, and you just never know where it might take you. And here, uh, so what we're going to do is, <laughs> I've just, I've got no comeback on. <laughs> I'm so stuffed. I've, I've played with fire and I've got burnt. Yeah. So, look, please, would you welcome to Fat and Ginger, uh, Associate Professor, hopefully. Hopefully he's there, yeah. Associate Professor Dave Bate. Are you there, Dave? What a good start. No, Tim, I'm here. Oh, fantastic. He's, he's there. We've done it. Ah, that's wonderful. You're the first person... That applause is genuine. I like it. That's it. You're the first person we've actually managed to get off the phone... Onto the, the only air. problem at the moment is a buzz coming through. I don't know where that's coming from. Now, usually it would, I'd blame it on your Kmart headphones, mm. but I can hear them through mine as well. You can hear it too. Yeah, there's a little buzz coming through. I reckon you've got to hit something else on that phone, don't you? Ah, that's it, I think. No, yeah. yeah, you can hear them. So, okay. I'm not sure. So, it'd be okay. Are they, my, are they my glorious headphones? No, they're not no. yours, mate. It's a. Uh, yeah, it's definitely something, a little bit of static coming through. Look, yeah. it's, it's 9.30 at night. Yeah, no, no one's <laughs> listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of static coming through on most of the, <laughs> the things that come from the Pulse, I think. Look, uh, look, Dave, thanks so much for uh, staying up late. I know you like to be in bed all tucked up after your uh, big day at work by at least, eight, you know, by about 8.30pm. So the fact that you're up at 9.30... Well, he's got to get over this massive day that he's probably had. Yes, yeah, well, he probably has had a massive day. Going for a walk and doing all the stuff he does. Um, uh, the last time we spoke to you, good. were you walking naked down the street? Was that you? Hey? 
Was it Dave or did you just saw it out a window? What are you talking about? Oh no, no, that was no, no, that, that that was one of my one of my colleagues here in Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> and it was down um, it was down Logan Road too, which That's is like right, one, one of the yeah. main roads in Brisbane. And he's carrying his clothes because he didn't want to. Yeah. It was too hot, too hot. Yeah. That's it. Now, Dave, I got sent a podcast by you uh, where you talked to two very professional sounding ladies about um, your work in the space of. Uh, wellness in medical professionals. Have I got that right? And and about focusing more on work life balance. Uh, you have, Jim. You have, Jim. Thanks, thanks for listening. Uh, that's um, all right. I didn't get all the way through it. I'll be perfectly honest. <laughs> I'll, I'll be very surprised if you got through the opening couple of sentences. No, I did. Mate. I did. I listened to at least twenty minutes of it. Did you? Yeah. I'm uh, gonna... uh, uh, hey, good on you, Dave, for starting up something like that, mate. No, well, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I think uh, I think it's, it's it's time that you know. Middle-aged uh, men actually sort of uh, spoke truthfully about you know how things really are in the world. So, and the more that we do it, the better. Yeah, that's good, mate. Now, some people who listen to us for a long time know exactly who Dave Bade mm. is, but for those who don't, <laughs> let's give him a proper introduction, Tim. Tell us about Dave Bade, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, so he played open side, no, no blind side, open side flanker for. Uh, Toowoomba Grammar First 15 back in 1990. Don't know what that means, but okay. And uh, what are you now? You're head of orthopaedics at uh, the Royal Children's in Brisbane, aren't you? Yeah, the Queensland Children's Hospital. Yeah, that's right. right. So, mover and shaker. And one of the things that you spoke about on the podcast, which I actually thought was really good, was about the problems getting new people into uh, training to be an orthopaedic surgeon. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a it's a it's a real it's a real sort of stain on on what we do at the moment. There's uh, you know a lot of young adults out there that have have trained for years and years and years and and can't get to be you know uh, the into the profession that they they want to do because of a whole host of reasons. But you know in the the, the true numbers of it, there's 130 sort of unaccredited what we call registrars. So those young uh, men and women who, who do pretty much a lot of the work mm. there's only seven training seven or eight training places each year that wow. trying to get on so the numbers just don't, don't add up and a lot of these people try for years and years and years and, and many of them then decide to, to quit medicine because that's all they know and they haven't been given up and, and you know, haven't been successful that's really hard so why are there so few training spots then? There's, uh, there's, there's, there's a truthful answer to that and there's a, sort of a, a company answer to that, I suppose. But yeah. Give us the truthful one, mate. Yeah. We're all about the truth well, here the, at Fat the, we, like, one we like exposing things, don't we, Tim? Stop it. Yeah, yeah. I think the truthful one for me is people in positions of, um, you know, uh, like myself, are scared about competition and they don't want too much competition and they like to just keep... You know the numbers at bay, so their livelihoods continue on without any any competition from young guys who are wow. smarter God. than them and probably better skilled than them. Are you sure that's not the company line? You didn't get it mixed up, did you? <laughs> that is not. That's not the company line. <laughs> the company line is we we look at it and do it uh, meaningfully to prevent you know yeah all that you know, blah blah blah. All blah it's all rubbish. Yeah. Then, you know, at the, at the moment we've got so many so many people that need help, and we're all overworked, and we could certainly employ more people to, to help out with that work, and we just need to get our heads around that a bit better. Yeah, and on the podcast that I listened to, you were saying that you were well, when you told someone, I think it was from Canada, your caseload in a week, they said that that was half a year's work for them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I think at, at, at my at my sort of 
you know, and it's not a, it's not a good thing, but I did like, you know, 36 elected cases within a week. And, you know, these guys in, in Canada, would, would, it would take them half a year to reach that most of the time. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a real discrepancy in, in what we do here in Australia and we just work ourselves to the bone. Maybe it's because they're really close to the border there in Canada and no one's got insurance. And they don't have to do much surgery? There, there is actually a little bit of that, but uh, Canadians really? just love waiting. They love waiting in the line for a whole lot of things. But, um, yeah, okay. There wouldn't be much else to do yeah. in Canada, would there? I would have thought, given, you know, you wouldn't be waiting in the line outside in winter, though. It'd be very cold. Yeah, they I don't wait anywhere, mate. Really? I don't wait anywhere. It's probably an ice hockey game going on the road. Yeah, Let's that's watch true. That. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's very. It's sort of a very. Um, uh, it's a hangover from sort of British times, isn't it? Sort of that. I like how we just dismiss the whole of Canada. Just saying they like standing around outside and watching ice hockey. That's, well, Dave's been there, so he must know. Yeah, I've got to get in my kangaroo yeah. after you and ride home. They're, they're very patient, but they're very patient people. Very polite too, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They, yeah, they love it. for everything. And they like getting mixed up for Americans too. Oh. They really love that. Poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> so just to sort of, for uh, those of us in the non-medical world, like how many hours a week were you doing when you were doing those 36 cases a week? Uh, look, you know, again, at my worst, I was doing... I, I remember as a trainee, I did a hundred hours in one week wow. from from day to day, and you know I obviously wasn't you know working at my best after working for a hundred hours a week, which I didn't really realise at the time. But looking back on it, it's certainly it's certainly not a healthy thing to do. But, and there must be that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, and there must be questions. I mean, you're doing a supremely important job with hugely vulnerable people and you've been asked to do or you were doing 100 hours a week like you know mistakes get made when you do 100 hours a week mm. when, when you said that the Canadians said that they don't do that in six months they're not in the oil industry are they because <laughs> uh, I don't think I worked 100 hours in a week <laughs> well, yeah, six months. I don't think so like. I don't think I've ever worked 100 hours all up if I did stop, if I worked it out the, so yeah that's insane and then yeah so Mistakes get made, and like I make a mistake, it's not the end of the world. You make a mistake, and there's massive consequences. Well, it depends how oh, much yeah. family they've got. I suppose. Absolutely, absolutely, uh, Tim. And I think um, we there, there's obviously um, um, there's obviously an area there where you can continue to work and achieve good outcomes, but I don't think we still recognise that there, there is a point where we don't, we're not working at our best and it's not the best for our patients if we're working at that level. Um, and it's one of those ugly truths of medicine where that uh, happens and unfortunately if someone has to work that much and they have an error or they make a mistake then the blame just falls directly on them. Yeah, and that's, which, that's is certainly, which is certainly a problem with and I suppose the fair, you can't say to the family, but it was my hundredth hour for the week. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, they don't really yeah. care too much. They're a bit funny like that, are they? <laughs> but, uh, I'm glad you weren't around working in ancient Egypt. I think it was ancient Egypt where the surgeons there, if they mucked up your surgery, they were allowed to do the same thing back to you. Is that right? Yeah, it was one of those civilizations that was uh, that was brought in at one stage. And I just wondered how good you'd go there, Dave, <laughs> just operating, going, if I muck this up, I've done like 80 hours in three days, if I mark this up, they're going to like take my eye out or something like that. How are you going to do 80 hours in three days? Well, I'm saying you've done it. Only 72 hours. hours. I was exaggerating, Tim. I was putting mayo on it, mate. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to a rave for... <laughs> Dave wouldn't have heard about this. No, he wouldn't. He'll have to listen to the podcast. Yeah, can I tell you about it, Dave? Because it's really the best thing that's ever happened in my life. 
Go for it. All right, Tim brought out this segment. This is just for those listeners that just listeners that just tuned in. What, what am I? Who am I kidding? No one's, no one's listening right now. Wayne's listening. What, Wayne, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he might turn up. He knows where you're going to be now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah? So see. Tim brought in this segment. Right, it's called what do we call it? Uh, Forced yeah. night out. Forced night out. Where you find the worst thing that you can send your mate to, oh, yeah, and yeah. Get, get tickets to it. Right. So it was Tim's idea, and he's, he's gone through and he's found one. He's really pumped with himself. I thought, all right, I'll go with it. And I, when he sort of brought up the segment tonight on air, he really pumped up the fact that you have to stay till the end. And I said, are you sure, Tim? And he's like, yes, that is the number one thing. You have to stay to the end. You can't leave early. Right? And he got me tickets to a play, and I must admit it's going to be hard to work my way through. <laughs> Mother Courage and her children. In Carlton at the La Mama Courthouse in Carlton, I'm That's just wonderful. I'm <laughs> praying there's a bar in the on stage. I will be there, uh, but I actually got t- Tim two tickets uh, to something called a drag rave, right? <laughs> oh. Which starts at nine o'clock in Fitzroy on Sunday night and goes till five a.m. Oh, good. And uh, he's going to have to go. And I read a list of DJs and things. You know what Tim's like with his music, mate? He's, he's, uh, he's not going to enjoy that at all. No, and that head won't be missable either. No, no that's right. So no, you'll see him bopping away from space. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely excited about No, I'm not going to sleep all night. I think the cricket's going to be on. Is it? Yeah, Australia plays Sri Lanka. It starts tonight, actually. Can I sit there with my KO on my phone in the but corner? You, you just have to be there. No one said you have to get into it and dress up and, um, oh. you know. Um, yeah, there, was, there won't be many cricket fans there, I don't think. <laughs> I would have thought... They would have faced a few from the Paddington end. <laughs> yeah, there'll be a few bats of balls, but that's oh, about it. Oh, stop it. This is going to be so much fun. Yeah, so we'll hear about it next week, oh, Dave. I'm not looking forward to Can't it. Can't wait. Can't yeah, wait, boy. It's um, exciting. Anyway, back on track. Yeah, sorry. So, so talking about looking after yourself. <laughs> so can you explain a bit to uh, the listener and us about what you're doing in that space to, to make sure that medical people... Because that overworked thing happens all across medicine, doesn't it? Nurses, doctors, everyone. Um, what, what is it that you're doing now to encourage people to take better care of themselves? Uh, yeah, look, it's a, it's a particular problem at the moment, I think, if you look at healthcare system in Victoria, New South Wales in particular, which has been um, terribly scuppered by the, the pandemic lockdowns and, and the rest of it. But... Um, Everyone's been made to work extra hours, sometimes in jobs that they actually aren't sort of... That's not their qualification. Um, so in terms of their surgeons who work in emergency departments and ICU and just, um, you know, looking after patients in general, which is very, very important. But um, um, I, I think for, for me, like, I got I got burnt out without actually knowing I was burnt out last mm. year and I did a, did a course then sort of online through a group in America... Stanford University, which really sort of opened my eyes to the fact that I was I was close to just sort of you know almost imploding, um, which was which was a scary type of place to be really, and made me think about a, a lot of different things. But um, you know, everyone talks about a work life balance, and for some people, work life balance just is, is unattainable. And I started to get a lot of you know anxiety and guilt about the fact that I wasn't spending any time with my family, and I was working hard and, and I suppose this um, listening to uh, these you know intelligent people that studied sort of this particularly in medicine but it's so appropriate across all sort of streams where people are, are working more than they actually want to that, that sort of a, a more work-life integration is 
something that appealed to me and I mm. can't switch off when I've got patients in hospital. I can't close the door and forget the fact that I've, you know, I've got people around that still need me if they need me. Mm. So that was, that was sort of a little bit freeing for me and it's allowed me to sort of think about my work a little bit differently and know that I can go from one to the other to the other and I'd have to switch off my mind to just focus on something else but be present with my family when they're there but also mm-hmm. take a phone call if I need to and not, and not feel terrible about that and, uh, and a whole host of things but um, medicine's always been about sort of putting the patient first and, mm. you know patient's family first and that comes to the detriment of uh, us as the people that are looking after them and if we don't look no. for ourselves then we may not be around for too much longer to look after a lot more people no, that's... Um, and that was something that I wasn't really Conscious of when I was sort of going through this, so it's finding that balance, Dave. Too, isn't it? It's just finding yeah, that well, balance, I mean, mate, balance. between work, family, uh, relaxing time. Because I don't consider family time to be relaxing time <laughs> at all. It's, it's <laughs> worse. It's worse. I'd rather be at work sometimes. But yeah, uh, again, another 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 ugly truth, and we just have to <laughs> we have to acknowledge that. And I know there'll be people listening uh, there. That Go, there's a doctor talking about how, how she's life is and I don't want anyone to feel bad about me because I you know, I get to do what I do every day and I love it and I'm paid very well and I'm dripping I'm dripping with privilege and I acknowledge that but um, not everyone privilege. can still suffer the effects of, uh, of burnout and yeah, of course absolutely mental health around these things look I, I had to do the same Dave in all seriousness mate I uh, probably cost me a marriage, I reckon, where I was very, very busy. I'm a very busy man, as, as Tim knows. Uh, probably not in my main job, but uh, outside anyway, of there, yeah, I do a lot of things. And it was really stressing me out that I had to get through something to get to the next thing because yeah. I knew that that was undone. And I was that, I was living my life under stress. Mm. And it was just... Chasing your tail. Oh, always. And you, you were never happy. You were never comfortable. Like, I'd be with my friends and I'd be thinking, I've got to get through this so I can get back and get something done that I had outstanding. And I just had to... Like I said, it probably cost me a marriage in a way. And um, it, it, I probably had to, like, after that, readdress how I go about things and realise that if I'm going to be like that, then I'm always going to be stressed. Mm, I'll exactly. just live my life in stress and that's not a great life. So I just sort of changed my mindset over a short period of time where I learned to relax and understand that whatever I'll do what I can today and whatever I don't get done will always be there tomorrow. And you just do what you can and you take the time to have those little moments with your friends and with your family and, and, and even on your own sometimes sit there and eat a block of cheese and watch the cricket. You know, sometimes that's what you need just to recharge the batteries and uh, thicken the arteries a little bit. So it's, it, it's just finding that balance, mate, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure if cheese is the appropriate okay. cricket food, but, uh, you know, I'll let that one slide. Mate, no, I, I, think you, I think you're ab- absolutely uh, right, Luke, and you can't... Um, not, you can't neglect yourself and I always felt that putting yourself ahead of others was just being selfish but you, you still need to be aware of your own needs to a, to a point and make sure you, you look after yourself and I think there's a lot of people, even doctors don't look after themselves despite what they know so mm. that's, sort of, that's sort of the message I'm getting out there and what, what people don't kind of understand about my field is that we have even though we're a spread of the community and there's many different people in medicine, we've got a higher rate of mental health issues than the population standard, and we've got a higher rate of suicide than the population standard. Is it really? 
And, and part of that is because, unfortunately, the, the dark truth is we know how to kill ourselves. Yeah. Um, and we really want to approach that and try and, and you know, make sure people understand those sort of feelings that there's a community out there that cares for them before they actually feel that, you know, that desperate and that terrible to go down that pathway. So I never would have thought of that, mate, because I know you've probably got access to some stuff but not the recreational stuff that would take your mind off things and let you relax a bit yeah yeah look people use all sorts of all, all sorts of things they're just normal humans um they've just chosen a, a career path in medicine but the, yeah. the weight of what we do can can weigh on people particularly if they don't have the right support network if they don't have the right people to talk to that that can have a disastrous uh, effect and that's certainly i've had colleagues uh committed suicide and it's really had an impact on, on my life and, and knowing that some of their work environment probably had a part to play in that as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, sorry to hear that, mate. That's no good. And yeah, it's good you got this podcast out there now just trying to get people, especially in that profession, but also in all walks of life and other professions to start taking care of themselves, like you said, mate, and uh, it's, a, it's a really good thing you're doing. Yeah, and I would say I was a massive hypocrite when I started because I started telling people about I should have the doctor and I hadn't seen my GP for like 17 years. <laughs> and so I've, I've done that now and as, as I, I hit, like Tim's a lot older than me, obviously, but um, as, as we hit that, he's one day older than me. But um, we hit this uh, time in our lives where there's things that can go wrong. You get old and things get ugly and you just got to get on top of them. You can't ignore them and you don't want to die early because death's permanent. So... Well, Tim's getting to that age now where he needs to have a, a regular rectal exam, and I know I'd be depressed as a doctor if he walked in at us one. So, I can understand a little bit where you're going from there. But um, as his housemate, I didn't want to see it, but I did, so I was a little bit depressed then too. <laughs> too many times. Too many times. Sure. Yeah, well, he's left me now. Did you know that? He's moved out. Did you know he's moved out, Dave? His derriere looks very healthy. <laughs> Thank you, mate. I appreciate the feedback. <laughs> I hope you didn't see it when you come down to Melbourne. We went out for a few years that night. <laughs> no, I, I did. I did. Yeah. It wasn't part of his comedy show, unfortunately. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> would have been a great finale, wouldn't it? And thank you very much for coming to that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dave, uh, it's great that you've taken it on. Well, what made you do the actual podcast itself? Though? Was it just to get that message out easier and more? Is that the, is that the way that, that people do it now? Yeah, it, it, it's funny because, like, particularly in the surgical community, people don't really speak too much about it. And so I've just decided I don't, I don't care. And one of my mates, you know, told me that speaking about these things and mental health would be career suicide, which is a strange sort of, you know... Uh, it's crazy, isn't it? ...speaking about mental health. But, um, look, I'm, I'm very comfortable in the job I've got. No-one's going to sack me because I do all the things that no-one else wants to do. So... <laughs> Um, I just think that we need to be more open and honest about these things and, and hopefully that makes people feel like they can talk and and, and feel a little bit better about their sort of situation and, and just get it out there. The worst you can do is hold it to yourself and self-medicate with booze or, or anything else. That, um, that works to a certain extent, mate. I wouldn't knock that one back just <laughs> yet. 
But I'm, I'm, I find I'm, it. Not, cr- I'm not throwing it all the way out. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just suggesting it's not the greatest coping mechanism. Nah, probably not. But you know, I, I hate myself in the mirror. But it's. Uh, I'll get through the days. When the cats lose, you've got to control oh. yourself and I understand that, mate. Jeez, mate, I can tell you a couple of stories recently, but I won't. That doesn't but, even begin to touch the sides when the cats lose, mate. I'll tell you. <laughs> All the booze in China is oh, not going to help me. But uh, look, I, I, I find it amazing the people in your profession like, that understand the effects of mental health, that, that they advise others on the effects of mental health, said to you, don't bring up mental health amongst our profession, it's career suicide, like, that's crazy to me that we're we're going to block all that, that we're not even going to talk about it or discuss it because it applies to everyone else but us Yeah, absolutely and I think it's important to understand that if your doctor has a mental health issue, they're not going to look after you any worse than a doctor who is, is working too hard and working too many hours and burning themselves out at one end, so they're, they're two very sort of distinct things, um, and there's plenty of there's plenty of great help out there. And look, recently I myself have started talking to uh, an organisational psychologist who's just it's just been a breath of fresh air for me to just soundboard all my feelings about a whole lot of stuff. And it's not because I've got you know depression or, or organic mental health issues, but it's just great to clear your mind and, and, and get some thoughts out there. So. I think it's, 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 if people are feeling a certain way, there's plenty of support out there um, and they should not just sit at home and expect it to get better one day. They just need to act on it. Absolutely. All right. Now, look, Dave, uh, we're running out of time. We've got to play a few more sponsors' messages because otherwise we won't reach our quota But <laughs> before 10 o'clock because we're running late. But, look... We should just say, though, if anyone's listening and they do are having issues... 100%. Where, where can they get in contact, Dave? Uh, look, there's a whole there's a whole host of supports. I mean, Lifeline's probably the best one for the general community if they are having issues. Yeah, well. Beyond Blue's another one, mate. And, I've, and Beyond I've Blue's reached out to before. An absolutely wonderful organisation that did that sort of landmark study into into doctors' mental health. Um, it's almost ten years ago now, but that's sort of given us the framework to to now act on it. So they're, they're the two places I'd go to. But the the other person you speak to is just your GP. Mm-hmm. Um, they, can, they can help point you in your, in your local direction really easily. Oh, fantastic, mm-hmm. mate. Hey, look, keep up the good work. I haven't heard the podcast yet. Tim doesn't live with me anymore. He doesn't share anything with me, not even your podcast. So I will get him to flick it across <laughs> to me. Ginger Boys. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on. We haven't told listeners. What's it called? Where can I find it? Oh, look, the, the podcast is called Humans in Health. Um, it's a local sort of Gold Coast uh, podcast. Um, and there's some, there's some really good stories on there. Um, so yeah, give it, give it a listen if you want. The other one that I, I would actually promote that's really helped me is the Imperfects podcast, which is um, Evan Kohlenberg and Ryan Sheldon, based down there in Melbourne. So they they do a wonderful no. podcast as well, talking about all these things. Okay, all fantastic. Right. All right, Dave. Well, thanks for your time, and uh, we'll talk. And, again. and you know, while you're looking at those, you might as well have a quick look at Fat Junior yeah. as well. You Sorry, know, hundred percent. Yeah, because they'll bring you up. We'll pull you back down. It's like That's a it. seesaw. <laughs> it's part of the rich. Tapestry. You guys do a great job, and you can do it. It's great to be on pulse there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fantastic. Yeah. They love us here, mate. All, all right. right, thanks, Dave. Good to see you, Dave. We'll talk about stuff some other time. <laughs> That's yes, it. absolutely. See you, buddy. See ya. Keeping the sponsors happy here at Pulse FM 94.7, where it's three minutes to ten.
So that's about us. Is that us? That is us. It's been a good show. It's been a good show. It's been an eventful show. I've had a little chuckle over yeah. here. Have a little chuckle. I'm going to have more of a chuckle on Sunday night, I think, when I tune in to the Tim show. We nearly lost you there. You laughed so hard. Oh, <laughs> man, I had to go to a song or something. I was just, I lost it. You know when you got like snot starting to run down your nose? I was, I was, I was having a little silly moment. I'll tell you what, it's good to know where the bar is because it is on there. <laughs> well, do you know where it is? What's that? The bar. The bar. Or that bar. Well, any bar. Any bar. No, I mean the bar of expectation. Ah, uh, okay. How hard we're going. Well, we, I guess, like we said, this is the sort of thing where it comes back to bite. It does. That's so right. it has been raised. That's yep. probably fair. I think this one, you'll barely get over the bar. Oh. Uh, by the time the next one, we'll just be clotheslined ourselves on it. All right. That's us for the... Yeah, I think right. we're done. We're going to go to, I suppose, what are we going to? A couple of sponsors. A couple of sponsors and then out. We'll, then out. Thank you, guys. We'll see you again next week. Thank you. See you later. Bye-bye. System shut down.